Welcome to the Indoor Environmental Quality Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Sorry it's been so long between episodes. I've been changing my mind about topics and uh, just delaying recording the next episode because I was trying to figure out what to cover. And then I had this sinus thing that hit uh, because of the, the weather change that we've had here in Louisiana and over the last week or so, just not been in any kind of shape to record. So you could probably still hear it in my voice a little bit, but trust me when I tell you that my voice is a lot better than what it has been. And I was all set to record. I'll work on the next episode for the intended topic for today, but something happened a week or so ago that I really wanted to cover in this episode. So I, I bumped, I bumped a topic that I had bumped another topic for, if that makes any sense. For, for laying out what we we're going to cover in this episode. And I'm talking about the, um, the chemical exposure that took place at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Massachusetts. And it turns out that they had an employee pass away uh, very tragically. Um, and, and 10 people were hospitalized that were in the restaurant at the time. And uh, I don't have all the details yet, but uh, I guess what, what was happening is they were cleaning in the kitchen and there was some sort of chemical exposure issue, and it became uh, the 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 chemical exposure became so strong that uh, one of the employees was trying to actually uh, clean it up. I guess open the door, push the push the materials out, and uh, perished as a as a result of injuries. But 10 people were hospitalized because I guess this, the smell was so strong, the, the fumes coming off of it and the chemical exposure actually injured all these people. So you can imagine it had to have been, had to have been pretty, pretty terrible. And when I, when I first saw the news story uh, where, where this had occurred, the first thing I thought of was somebody maybe mixing ammonia and bleach. And for those of you listening to this, if you've done indoor environmental quality or chemical exposure related things, um, you probably know that you don't mix uh, ammonia and bleach ever. Uh, but a lot of people just, I mean, they don't know that. And I don't know that that's what the case was here. I don't have all the details, but the things I've read lately is that it uh, was sodium hypochlorite cleaning solution. Uh, and I guess probably just using too much of it or uh, not enough ventilation in the area, whatever it was. But what I guess what the result was just a massive chlorine exposure for that for that unfortunate employee. Um, I guess a, a newlywed, um, I think he uh, you know, new dad. So just a, a very, very sad situation for for friends and family of this person. And so, you know, our hearts go out to them. And so when I saw this, I just, I wanted to record an episode on this, just kind of relating, relating something that we'd, we'd seen happen a long time ago. And like a lot of tragic things that happen, a lot of accidents, these things are, these things are avoidable. So if you can, if you can put some information out there, hopefully it, it, it helps people out and you never want to see where something like this happens to anybody. Um, so uh, it takes me back to, uh, gosh, probably 10, 11 years ago. And uh, 
we do a lot of, I'm going to call it kind of weird, um, off the wall, indoor environmental quality, indoor air quality, sampling, investigation, uh, consulting kind of work. And we have uh, an electronic gadget that measures a lot of different stuff, all these in these indoor environmental quality parameters that we want to check for. So things like carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, and VOCs or volatile organic compounds. And we have this machine that does it. It's this really cool machine. And it's a it, what it is, it's a direct readout, a direct digital display type device made by a company called Ray Systems. And there are other there are other devices out there made by, by other companies, but it's a very good uh, all-in-one piece of equipment. And so I was at the office one day and I was calibrating the thing and and just checking it out, just sitting in my office, kind of goofing off a little bit too. So I'm, I'm, I've got the thing running and all of a sudden, this it's got this obnoxious red light and this really loud uh, beeping uh, alarm that goes off if one of the parameters is tripped if you set a, a VOC parameter or carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide. And just so happens this one has a carbon dioxide, or I'm sorry, a carbon monoxide uh, alarm that was going on. And um, and so I was thinking, wow, this is, this is really strange because, I mean, you should never, unless something is going on, you should never measure a harmful uh, concentration of carbon monoxide inside, in your house, in your office, hotel, where, wherever it is. You should never measure a harmful con uh, uh, concentration of this stuff ever. But that's exactly what was happening. And I'm, si I mean, I'm sitting there right in my office. And so I thought, okay, well, you know, this thing's, this thing's out of calibration or something. So I turn it off, turn it back on, and it starts right back up again. Uh, the light's flashing and the alarm's beeping. And I um, thought, okay, well, it, it appears to be operating properly, but okay, well, let me, let me kind of investigate and let me see, if, let me see what's going on. And at the time, the, the building where we had our office, we were right close to a pretty busy intersection uh, here in Baton Rouge. And so I thought, well, um, okay, the, we're probably somehow or another, there's, uh, there's air coming into the building it's carrying uh, exhaust fumes from the car sitting outside, uh, probably, I don't know, 50 feet away. Um, but the fumes are being drug inside by uh, negative pressure difference in the building. And so that's what, that's what is leading to this alarm. So let me get up and let me walk through the office and let me walk to the door that faces out to the intersection and let me see if the numbers go up. So it's kind of like, it was kind of like using a machine to play a game of hot and cold. So I was just following this thing around and just watching the number, the, the digital readout go up. And as the number got higher, I would just let that determine the path that I was taking. Well, it turns out I walk out to the street and I'm standing outside and the thing is not beeping, the, the, no alarm or anything. So I'm outside, out by these cars, no alarm. So I go back inside, the alarm starts back up. And I'm thinking, well, this, I mean, this, something's just not right. I, mean, I, I 
couldn't help but think that you know this thing's broken or something but let's just see let's just see where we're going with this and so turn around walk the other way and out of the other entrance to our office there was a courtyard and we were in this kind of shared building space uh, just several different office spaces interior spaces under one roof but the interior partitions separated the different office units all single story common attic uh, above but all supposedly air sealed but yeah not so much but not really a common intended airspace at least but that's how this building was laid out so i go outside and this thing is leading me out to the right and as i'm going the number does start to get higher and as i'm moving down towards the end of our complex i'm moving to a restaurant or a restaurant that was in the process of closing and i hear an engine running and to make a long story short what was going on is this this restaurant was closing down and they had some employees that were in this restaurant in the kitchen in the back in the back of the of the kitchen faced out towards the rest of our office areas and there were some employees that were in there and they had a pressure washer running and it's one of those just kind of Briggs and Stratton or Honda type, almost like a lawnmower engine in a way, but the kind that you would have on a small generator or pressure washer, really good uh, pressure washers, uh, engines to have. But what happened is they had the thing actually sitting inside the building with them. And the concentrations of carbon monoxide got so high that it registered at a harmful level actually at our office about a hundred feet away so um, I didn't go scare everybody else in the offices uh, between our, our office and the restaurant but you can imagine those numbers probably would have been pretty alarming but what was really telling was uh, and I can't remember the the numbers and of course content creation and, and all of that being what it is now I wish I'd been videoing this at the time because it would have been I mean it would have been pretty cool actually to have it to have some footage so I don't really remember any numbers but the numbers were getting pretty high higher than what you definitely want to want to be exposed to and um, got to the back of the restaurant they had the pressure washer running in there and I knocked on the door and one of the guys came out and I just I told him what was going on and I mean to his credit instead of instead of getting mad or you know kind of having a confrontation or anything like that I mean I didn't I didn't say hey you're breaking the law or you're a moron or anything like that I just said hey you know um, look I've got this I've got this device right here and it picks up what's coming out of that coming out of that pressure washer and it's not good and I really think you ought to modify the way you're going about doing this work and you know the thing that the thing that the guy said to me is like you know I really appreciate you coming by and telling us that because you know we've been working in here all day and this guy I'm working with and I have had to come out of this kitchen several times because we're you know we're having headaches and we're feeling lightheaded and no telling what could have happened and um, I don't know it just it just always has stuck with me because uh, if you think about it whenever there's 
a weather event, a disaster, hurricane, uh, even sometimes with blizzards, when you're talking about people that are going to try to run generators at their home, uh, the Weather Channel does a pretty good job of putting information out there and, and newspapers and internet sources and TV stations too. But they, they go out of their way to say, okay, look, if you're going to run a generator, you don't run a gas-powered generator inside because of carbon dioxide problems. And um, which is great. I think that's a vital public service that they provide. But have you ever heard anybody say, well, okay, look, yeah, when you're going to go, you're going to go run a pressure washer to, to clean something, even your garage, what, what, kind, what kind of harmful uh, exposures from the exhaust or from anything else for that matter, from, from bleach or ammonia or ammonia and bleach mixed together, what could you, what could you potentially do? And so a lot of people say, well, you know, this is, this is common sense. Everybody knows that, and we shouldn't talk about it. But I, I, I guess I would say that that's really not the case because here we've got this story of, of an employee who was, I mean, the guy was just trying to do his job. You know, he was trying to, he was trying to clean, he was trying to clean his restaurant. Uh, these two guys running that pressure washer, they were trying to do their job. They, they'd been asked to, to clean that kitchen to get it ready to close. So um, I guess what I'm saying is you don't want to pile on uh, to people that are, that are either experiencing these kind of problems or, or maybe you're, you're trying to help them avoid having these kind of problems. You want to get the information out there so that we never have to talk about this kind of thing ever again. So um, I just wanted to, I wanted to cover that today because I, you know, I felt pretty strongly about it because this was a tragic death these people who were hospitalized, I hope they all fully recover. Uh, but these kind of things, that they are avoidable. And I, I, never, I never like hearing about these kind of stories. It's, it's beyond sad. Um, so anyway, um, I wanted to cover that. I'll have a new topic hopefully here pretty soon, and hopefully my voice will continue to get better. Um, but that's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review at iTunes or on your favorite podcast player. Uh, to contact me or to learn more about Win White Consulting Engineers, visit our website at www.winwhite.com. Uh, if you have suggestions for a show topic, please contact us or uh, you know contact me if you've ever run across anything like what we covered in this episode. Uh, if you have a story to share or if there's any other information about chemicals to look out for or, or uh, precautions for mixing things or what not to mix together um, or, or how to how to work safely around these materials um, you know definitely ventilation fresh air if you don't feel right if you don't feel safe get out of there and get your coworkers out of there but um, any tips that you can pass along I'd really appreciate because I want to share that and I'll have some information in the show notes but uh, just want to put that out there. Uh, but again, I'll take all your suggestions for show topics. Uh, you can find me, Chris White, on Twitter and Instagram at ChrisWhitePE. And so uh, please reach out to us. And uh, you know, if we can help with anything, let us know. Have a great week, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. And oh, by the way, go Tigers. Go Tigers.